1: Hey, what's up guys? Uh Christian here. I just want to let you guys know that this episode did go a little bit long, but that's okay. Uh the beginning, the first like 20 25 minutes, uh it's me talking about the jerseys and kind of going through you know the thing that I was doing with the brackets. Uh, and then the last 30 35 minutes, it's me talking about my experience of going on you know Glenn Davis show, Soccer Matters, you know, doing stuff with Due The N and César Prosell, who also invited me to his show. And I just kind of went on a little rant about, you know, how much I love the game and everything that this year has meant for me in my life. So, you know, sorry for the big, long 20 minutes in the beginning about shirts. Uh, But I think, you know, if you guys stick to it and maybe you can get to the end, hopefully you guys will enjoy uh, the old school Christian, you know, just kind of talking and rambling about, you know, life and soccer and everything that kind of goes in there. So once again, thank you guys and enjoy the show. (laughs) What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. This is your boy Christian and once again we are back. We are back to do another episode. We are back to finally close the door on this series that we have been doing uh, about the jerseys. So we had all the teams, the 32 that are competing in this 2022 Qatar World Cup. And we went through and we just picked the most beautiful jerseys, you know, obviously according to my opinion. And we kind of did a whole, you know, pick which two we're going to get out of the group. But, you know, nothing about soccer, just everything about aesthetics and prettiness and beautifulness of the soccer kits, right? So we are on the round of 16th. We are going to shut it down. We are going to finish today. But before we do that, before we get started... Uh, let me just tell you where you can find the show so you can find the show at Cuatro Cuatro Dos here, or you can just follow me at Chris Putalias as well So don't forget go give us a follow there go give us you know a like and subscribe on the YouTube channel We're trying to grow that one. So if you guys are more than uh, You know gracious go give us a follow there Give us a follow to the YouTube channel, and you know we're gonna be watching a lot of uh, games During the World Cup, we're going to be live streaming them on YouTube. Well, not the actual game, but, you know, us watching the game. So it's going to be a watch along. And we are hoping that you guys can join us or join me. And, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, I am also part of the Dynamo Theory podcast network. So go check out Dynamo Theory. We are planning cool events to do around the city of Houston. So if you are in Houston, Texas, Uh, I would go stay tuned over there because we are having events. We are going out to different places and we're going to be watching games. You know, we're going to have, we're going to invite the whole city out. So hopefully you guys can join us. So our first event actually is going to be in Social Beer Garden out in Midtown and over there in close to downtown Houston. And we're going to be watching the USA Wells game over there. So hopefully you guys can join us is Monday the 21st at 1 p.m. So we we'll be there from like one to three, but obviously we'll be there a little before and a little bit after to kind of hang out and chill with everybody. Hopefully you guys can join us. But if but if not then you know just hang out with us. We're gonna we're probably gonna be doing the show live as well on the YouTube channel of Dynamo Theory and maybe the you know the channel for Cuatro Cuatro. Los. So stay tuned to that and without further ado man let's get to these dang kits. Um it's going to be really tough matchups. Um, we have Ecuador, England, Wales, Senegal, Poland, Australia, France, Mexico, Japan, Croatia, Belgium, Spain, Brazil, Korea, and Portugal, Serbia. Those are the teams that I have ready to go for this round of 16, right? So let's go ahead and get started with the round of 16. That we'll, let me, so what I did uh, for the beginning was, is I picked the whole entire collection of kids, right? So if some teams had two jerseys, some teams had three, and I would put the whole body of work together, and then I would pick, you know, which one, which two of each group was the best one. Uh, but on this case, what I did is I picked one jersey from each team from each country, and obviously I pinned it against the the other team, right? Uh, so I picked the best of the best, and then at the end, uh, you know, we're going to have the top 10, top the top 8, top 4, you know, top 2, and then the best one. So obviously, this is all about, like I said, aesthetics and just jerseys. And, you know, for the love of jerseys, we have our boy Riquelme over here in the back, one of my favorite jerseys. That um uh, I got through a uh, ex girlfriend, so <laughs> shout out to t- shout out to the ex that that hooked it up. uh it might have been hers and I might have jacked it, you know. But who's counting, right? <laughs> who's counting? But shout out to her. I uh, that was the, a great thing that I got from that relationship. Probably the only great thing. But you know, let's the personal stuff aside. uh so yeah, let's get to it. Ecuador, England. Let's pop those up first. We are going to put them side to side, maybe on on each side of my face here, uh, if you're watching on YouTube. And we are going to be looking at the blue one. So the blue one out of the three Ecuadorian jerseys, it was the one that kind of attracted me the most. Just because of that beautiful design that it had on it. And then when it comes to England, I picked the red one. The red one is super classy, super, you know, st- style, class, you know, pretty chill. So this one, ah, man, it's going to be hard because, you know, we have the Ecuadorian. Um, is going to be here where the Aston Villa is. Um, the blue with the great design, the whole story behind it, it's very, you know, fitted to the body. Mar- Maratone is the sponsor. It has the great details on the sleeves, you know, with the Ecuadorian flag. And, you know, the new Federation logo that they have on it is also very modern, very, very, very beautiful. Uh, But I think it is very cool because it still has like that bird feeling to it. Right. The kind of that gives you that thing. But then on the other hand, this England jersey, you know, it just brings all the classiness to it, classiness to it. You know, having the three lions, having the Nike swoosh, uh, having a collar on it. It's just, I think, is what makes a difference on it. So for this one, I am going to, have, I'm going to have to say sorry to Ecuador. But I think England is going to be the team that goes by. So on this matchup, we're going to have England go through. So I'm going to go ahead and delete this one out of my computer. Actually, I'm not going to delete it because I'm going to need them. Um, so I'm just going to do that one. Uh, Next up, we have Let's see the winner of that one. Of course my pen is not gonna work Of course the one pen that I had is not working, but here we go pencils never fail, right? All right, Ecuador you're out So England is going to face the winner of Wells and Senegal Senegal, so Wells coming in very strong with the white jersey, the beautiful collar, with the green, white, and red, the beautiful dragon that goes on the right. And then I really love the simple Adidas. I think Adidas, by dropping the actual word Adidas, did a great merit to, to themselves. And then we have a Puma shirt in Ghana, here on the other side. It's also white, also very bold with the yellow, in the middle of the chest, and then the green and the red, of course, uh, you know, over and under. Uh, and then the 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 little lines on the sleeves. But just because of the classiness of, you know, just keeping it simple white, but also the details on it, I think I'm gonna have to go with Wells. So we're gonna have a Great Britain uh, matchup here for the quarters. So yeah, sorry Senegal, but it's gonna be Wells. Wells is moving on. Into the next round. Let's do that. Alright, let's go. Continue. Poland, Australia. So the Aussies. Aussies? Aussies. Shout out to my family in Australia. I know people made fun of me last time. Because I talked about my family in Australia a lot. But shout out to all my family in Australia. Uh, I think I only have like two cousins. But not even my cousins. They're my dad's cousins. But they had kids. So then in somewhat they are my cousins right i guess we're somewhat related but shout out to my cousins um but yeah uh, so the australia coming in you know with that yellow kind of faded kind of weird smoky thing to it but the good thing that it has is the green kind of like popping out of kind of popping out at you just because the yellow is so like muted in a way right so he has a night the the nike swoosh on the right and then of course the the kangaroo and ostrich i saw so from last time i actually figured out what it was called that big ass bird is an ostrich and then the soccer ball in the middle then you have poland who pretty simple came in and just a plain red shirt you know the nike swoosh on the right on white but it has a giant freaking bird on the left that just kind of like drags your attention to it. And like I said, these jerseys don't have the numbers on them. I'm pretty sure it would it would change the whole, you know, game, you know, the fonts, the font of the the jersey. But on this one, I'm going to have to go with the Europeans and I'm going to go with Poland. So, I apologize to Australia, apologize to my cousins. And we're going to move on to probably one of the toughest matchups of this round of 16. Which is going to be France. The Frenchman going against a strong Mexico jersey in the away. So I picked the away jersey because the green is very generic. And low-key kind of ugly. But this one with the pattern. I think Adidas kind of did something great. Um, this one was one of the toughest matchups. Because I would like the Mexican jersey. But then I also dislike the Mexican jersey just because it kind of looks like a... Not to be disrespectful to all my Mexican folks, but it looks like a like a mantel. <laughs> you know, it gives you like mantel vibes. A mantel is a, uh, what's it called? A tablecloth. You know, and I don't want to be rude, but you know, that's just how I feel. I apologize. That's how I feel. But the, the good things, are, like the what I love about the Mexican jersey is obviously the adidas just a simple adidas to be honest a thousand percent with you guys like my homie say to keep it a buck uh, i really don't like the eagle that they came up with i mean just the the fact that the eagle kind of comes out of the circle it throws me off and i know maybe you know um i don't know it's just not aesthetically pleasing because the, I guess I'm used to seeing the, the Mexican uh, logo just being, you know, like encircled or everything is inside of the circle or the round thing. And then you have this eagle, which it's a, it's a lot prettier. Not going to lie, like the, the whole Mexico under it, it's prettier because it has the like kind of the Aztec calendar kind of, you know, vibe to it. But the eagle is just too damn big and it kind of takes away. And then what, what I like is the little dragon in the back of the neck. It's just really dope. It might be a snake, but who knows. But then you have the French, bro. The French is such a beautiful shirt. It's so classy. The French know their fashion. And the rooster, it's something else, man. Like, the rooster, even though, like, ego is probably more powerful than a rooster, on this one, just being a golden color just gives it more more of an umph. you know? More of a, like... You know, just royalty kind of to it, right? And then the the three Fs. You know, simple. You know, French Football Federation or Fédération Féd Football Française. I don't know what I said, but I assume that's what it says, right? And it's not the actual name of the country. You just kind of imply what it is, right? And and it's just so aesthetically pleasing. Just you know, F F F. The two stars over the. The little rooster it's just and then the button the single button on top kind of gives it away so i apologize to all my mexican homies i i still want enchiladas i still want i still love tamales uh but on this one i'm going to have to go with france so france is going to move on and they're going to be playing poland in this uh quarterfinals so japan croatia let's go let's go japan croatia So Croatia coming in with the tablecloth, but this one is very modern because it's missing some squares. So I I really like that, you know, the the touch to it because Croatia is always the same thing. You know, it's kind of like the Argentina jersey. Like it's always the stripes and then you kind of have to play around with that. And it can be difficult because there's so many ways to put a stripes. There's so many ways to put squares. But on this one, coming in with like a minimalist and kind of like an artsy feel to it, it kind of gives it a cool vibe but then bro you come in with this japanese jersey looking with the origami and just a really nice blue their federation logo is a thousand times better than the croatian logo to be honest the adidas uh it has become better than the nike swoosh even though i wouldn't mind being sponsored by any of them but shout out adidas because they sponsor vote league uh I Just think it's great. I mean this this Japanese Jersey It's it's one of the classics. It's gonna go down as a classic Jersey to be worn I mean honestly if I had the money I would buy the Japanese Jersey So we're gonna go with Japan because that's the probably the one that I would spend money on and I apologize to Croatia, but just your your minimalism did not make it All right, we're gonna move on to Belgium Spain the Spaniards coming in with the typical roja, la roja, the red, and then with the golden crest and the star. Bro, having a star has is a lot of weight. But then you have the Belgium shirt. Which is kind of like the equivalent of this red one. But the different the difference is that the colors on the on the Federation logo, on the Adidas logo, and the sleeves, it kind of has like a theme to it. You know, it kind of is like very colorful, very like picturesque, very, very, uh, what's the word, color palette, whatever, I don't know. You know, some artsy shirt. Uh, and then it has a little crown on top, which is very dope. So on this one, we're going to just go with Belgium, even though it's a white shirt. I think the little colorful details give it that extra. So we're going to go Belgium against Japan. That's going to be a good matchup in the next round. And next up, we're going to go Brazil, Korea. So we're moving on fast. Brazil, Korea. And this one's going to be a simple, simple, simple. I mean, just look at them. Look at them both. You know, g- g- Which one catches your eye more? Like I know the yellow one is like in your face. But look at this Korean shirt, man It's just so beautiful Just like, it looks very artistic It's it's very like 21st century The the Brazil one is cool too But, you know, you kind of have to be bold To wear something that looks like an animal skin, you know Like, I feel like only women do that Or like rock stars, you know So I'm I'm none of those So I'm just going to stick with the Korean I think the Koreans are going to take this one So we're going to go Korea on that one Shout out to Korea. And the last but not least matchup of this round of 16 is going to go with Portugal. And who are these? Serbia. So Serbia was coming in strong because, you know, I really like the bird. I really like those stars that it has on it and that are kind of faded in. Uh, Puma kind of did a good job on this one. The sleeves are kind of weird now that I look at them. It would have been probably better if they would have just left it red. Uh, Because the gold doesn't really go with anything else other than the gold inside the jersey. And then this little thing in the neck part of it, right? Uh, And then the Puma. But it's not much to it. But the Portugal, man. The Portugal is so clean, dude. Like, the color break. What made me fall in love with this jersey is not the color break. The color break. The color break. And the color, like saturation, like how strong the color and vibrant the colors are, but is the sleeve the right sleeve when it cuts to the middle? Like it, it talks about the detail. It talks about the the passion and love to have that line continue from the torso into the sleeve, and not be lazy and just have a red sleeve, which would have been a thousand times easier and. It would have made life easier for everybody, you know, putting this shirt together. But having that green on the shirt, on the sleeve on the shirt, just makes it a thousand times better. So we're going to go with Portugal and we're going to move on to the round of, where's this, a quarterfinals? Let's go quarterfinals. All right. So, quarterfinals, we had England, we had Wales. We had, who else? We had Poland. We had France. We had Portugal. We have Korea. We have, who do I pick? Belgium and Korea. All right, let's go. First one. England. You're facing off Wales. We're going to go. England just because you know the red stronger color the collar stronger details I th- and they beat out Wales even though Wales does have extra details on it on the jersey I think just the the basicness of it it's what makes it loose to that, coll- to that extra piece of fabric on the collar of England right so we're gonna go with that one we're gonna go with England so England moving on to the semi-finals Top four. Not bad. Shout out England. France, Poland. And this one is going to be maybe an easy one. It's going to go France. France just looks so much classier. You know, it looks like you're going to a a freaking fancy dinner. Like, it feels like if they were like, hey, you have to go to the Met Gala. And, you know, you have to wear, like, your fanciest jersey. Like, people would be like, let me go through my closet. Let's see. Anything? Fr- Do you have anything French? Anything French or anything Italian? E- Even though Italian is by Puma and they're kind of shitty. But, you know, let me just look at the French. And then you would pick a nice French shirt with a little button, you know, just to keep you, you know, a little feeling a little, a little rich in a way, you know? So we're going to go with France, man. France has one of the strongest ones. Uh, Korea and Belgium. We're going to have to go Korea, man. Korea coming in with the origami, you know, bringing. Sorry, it's not Korea. It's Japan. My bad. So it's Japan coming in with the origami with the blue, the nice, you know, colors to it. The, the weird schemes, the kind of story behind it. And everything that kind of brings you that, you know, that playfulness in a way of, of the Korean. Bro, Koreans and Nigerians are probably one of the best all-time jerseys, uh, you know, That they have ever put out. Like they always go out with those two. So it's pretty cool to see. You know sad that we don't have Nigeria. But you know. it is. Did we have Nigeria? Oh no. No I don't think Nigeria made it huh. No they didn't. And then the last one. We have Korea and Portugal. This is probably one of the toughest ones. Let me look at them both again. Because this is going to be a tough one. The colors are great. Korea is great. I know the body of work of Korea is not that great because it only has this one strong jersey and then Portugal has a really good jersey away and home. And just because of that fact, I'm going to have to go Portugal. Even though Korea has a one-on-one, it has a a better shirt one-on-one just because of the colorfulness. But if you go to Portugal, they stick true to their flags. They stick it's true to the flight colors So if we're going to go with that Then we're going to go with that We're going to go with tradition We're going to go with Portugal Portugal France No Portugal uh, Korea So Korea moves on Wait Were they in the same one? I don't know, no. Yeah Bro I'm tripping Japan Oh no I'm stupid I said Portugal My bad so Portugal Japan, semifinals. France England semifinal. Damn, this is gonna be tough. This is making it harder, man. But let's see what we got here. So first matchup: France England. England with the red, France with the blue. This one, you know, they're both Nike shirts. Um, the one of them has the collar, the other one has the button. One of them is, you know, kind of goes into the colors of the flag. The other one has the gold to it. And we're going to have to go France. I think France has such a great aesthetic to it. It just looks prettier. It looks like it will fit the body better. It just looks classier. So we're going to go England to the final to face either Japan or Portugal. Portugal, Japan. What a tough choice. What a tough choice because, you know, it's Nike, Adidas. The Japanese logo is so much better than the Portuguese logo. I really love, I love the Japanese flag. For some reason, the Japanese flag, it's probably one of my favorites. And it's like one of the most simplest flags in the whole wild world because it's white with one red dot on it. Uh, and then I like the 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 Portugal one. Because it has a crest and it talks about history and stuff like that. And I'm very like a, like a historian type of guy, right? So it doesn't really have any letters on it. It kind of implies to you the history of it. So on this one, just because of the affinity and staying true to the flag, staying true to their colors, we're going to have to go Portugal. So Portugal, you are going to go into the final and you are going to play France for the Christian... Jersey workup, all right, guys. We are in the final. Drum roll, it took me 3,000 years to get into this goddamn final. And on one side, we have Turkey. Turkey, I give up. On one side, we have France, on the other side, we have Portugal. France, Portugal, two pretty shirts. Nike, once again, coming in strong, killing the goddamn game. And I think this is very, oh man, it's hurting my head because it's so much, like the, the two shirts are so great just because of, of the colors, the, the like they're so strong, you know, they're not like faded, they're strong solid colors, but on this one, if I had to choose and they were like, hey Christian, you have to wear a shirt to go anywhere, the red and green kind of seems like too much. So I'm gonna have to go with the blue. The blue seems like you could wear it with a nice pair of jeans. You can wear it with like slacks. You could wear it to a formal dinner with a blazer. And the red is just, you know, too much of a vibrant color that you could wear it, but it will it would, you know, you can still have that feeling of wearing a soccer jersey. Even though, you know, we are looking at soccer jerseys, but let's go from you know, France it's just so much to it like there's so much classing is there's they're so simple yet so like loud you know what i mean so we're gonna have to go with friends France is the winner the true winner yeah you know the winner of this competition so shout out to France, coming in and giving it all to freaking uh what's it called What is this? Fashion, right? So shout out to every fashionista out there that kind of kept along. I know it's been kind of weird, kind of crazy, but I really appreciate it. But in these last five to ten minutes that I have with you guys, I wanted to talk about my experience uh, jumping on on the Glenn Davis show, which is the Soccer Matters. So I'm just going to sit here and bullshit. Thank you if you got here to the end. I appreciate you guys kind of sticking with me. Uh, I started with great uh, fascination and great love with this series, but then towards the end, I was like, uh, I was getting so long. So I'm glad we were able to get it out the way. But let me relax, let me get a drink of water, and then let's talk about my experience. Whew. Okay, I had breath. So
0: this episode is brought to you by sax.com.
1: And these last few minutes about me jumping on the radio. I know it's maybe it's not a huge deal to everybody. Um, but to me, personally, it's a giant deal because I'm at a point in my life. I'm 30 years old. Uh, I have a family, obviously. I, I don't know if you guys know, but I have a wife. And believe it or not, I have four kids. I have four babies, right? So we, me and my wife, we've been together uh, like 10 years We've been married for like seven of those, and we have a six year old, we have a one that just turned five, we have a two year old, and a four month old almost now. Um, and they are, you know, as you guys know, everybody says the same thing, but you know, they are my life, right? So, me, I have a full time job. Uh, shout out to shout out to HEB, so I work for HEB. So, in case you guys didn't know. But I'm a ma- I want one of the managers there for one of the departments. So I have a 50-hour work week where, you know, I do my job and I try to, you know, give my job 110% because that's kind of the way that I was raised, right? Like if you're there and you're getting paid, you know, you give it your all. And, you know, the job that I'm in, it's not that it's, it's very demanding, but it's not like, you know, it's not like demanding, demanding, but it's demanding, you know, because you have to make sure that everything goes great because you're a manager and, you know you're in charge of people and you're in charge of things you're in charge of money you're in charge of a bunch of stuff right so it it can be a lot of pressure sometimes it can be a lot of like you know mental uh mind juggling when because you know I run a department that doesn't have a lot of people so if somebody calls in then you know you kind of have to step up and go into work and you're already working a lot and your brain is already fried with all the things that you have to do and then, you know, adding extra pressure, it kind of sucks, right? So I have that job, right? So I have my job and then I have to come home. Um, I have, I don't have to, but you know, I love spending time with my family. I mean, the, you know, the best moments in life are the best moments that I've had with my wife, just me and her, you know, chilling and, you know, watching tv or whatever it may be you know just having conversations like me and my wife like get along very well which is great you know it's always good when you get along with your significant other Uh, and we have you know great times together and and everything that goes into a marriage and stuff like that you know having four kids it also implies that you have to have like you know one-on-one time with each one of them so you know obviously the baby Maybe now, you know, he's more attached to mom because, you know, he's a baby and, you know, babies and mom have the, the, the thing there. But you also have to, you know, be there to support, you know, feed, change, uh, you know, wipe poop, you know, clean throw up. Like literally a couple of weeks ago, all four of them got sick in a, in a span of three to four days. Like literally all four of them were throwing up, were shedding diarrhea and just everything was going on. And even my wife got sick, so it it was kind of weird. It was a weird week. We didn't get a lot of sleep because the kids were waking up in the middle of the night, throwing up, like, with throw-up in their hands and stuff like that. But, you know, it's part of life. It's part of parenting. It's part of growing up as an adult. And it's part of, you know, taking care of other people, right? And and I loved it. It's not that I loved it because, you know, I love to sleep. But I loved the fact that I was able to, like, be there for them and, and, and I love the fact that I'm able to create memories with my kids, right? Like, just teaching them things, like even teaching my son about soccer. Like, now when he pl- plays, you know, quote-unquote soccer, he's like, oh, daddy, I'm, I'm Boca. Daddy, I'm Boca. And he even has no clue what Boca is. But he just knows that dad loves Boca. So he wants to love Boca like me, right? So it's one of those things that is amazing to, like, see them grow up. You know, like my daughter taking her to a Dash game was, like, over the top because the whole time we were there, she could give no sheds about the game, right? But then the whole entire after, like, she loved the dash, and she loves, um, what was this girl's name? Jane Campbell. She loved the goalkeeper because she was wearing a pink kit, and so she was like, oh, my God, I love Jane because she's wearing pink, and then that day at the game, they, they were giving out Jane Campbell's posters. So she loves Jane, right? So just seeing my kids kind of growing up and loving soccer the way that I do, it's it's amazing. And then on top of that, you know, I try to do my show, Cuatro Cuatro is something that I kind of invested almost three years of my life now. And and basically every any time that I have free, I try to, you know, kind of do content or, you know, just kind of keep soccer alive. Even though I don't play anymore because, I mean, I don't have time to, first of all. And then you know it's just I'm I'm getting old. It's not that I'm getting old. It's just that you know I just don't have a time period because I love to play. I've played you know I play whenever they invite me I go, but it's just so hard to make time and to kind of be away from the family and you know when you when you're doing this this and that, you know when you're doing Dynamo Theory and you're following the Houston Dynamo and you know you go to the games to cover the games and you know you go go watch places you know the games at places. And you just kind of feel bad because you're never, you know, it's not that you're never home, but you know, you spend a lot of time away doing, you know, soccer stuff and I don't get paid for any of it. So, you know, is, is time that I'm taking out of my life, maybe away from my wife or my kids to be, you know, kind of covering the game and kind of just putting it out there for, for the city to grow. Like my love for Houston and my love for soccer, like it's so big, like, I That I, you know, I'm literally putting my life into it and and I want to see it grow and I want to see, that's why, that's why it sucks to like hear people talk shit about the Dynamo or Houston or like Houston soccer. That's why I get so pissed off, you know, I've, I've I've gotten into arguments on Twitter, which is, I know it's not the best thing to do, but I've tried to control myself and I try not to like read, I have, I had to block some people out of my life (laughs) because they were like stressing me out because they're so negative and just you know it's so easy to go on on twitter and just kind of talk shit because nobody sees your face and you know you can use other people's names or you can use your platform or you know whatever it may be to like talk and you know since nobody knows who you really are it's a lot easier to put you know your opinions out there so that's why i try to keep it real and try to Keep the opinions away from like the show's page and just do give my opinions through my page to like my personal page because I want my opinions to be mine and not to be thrown in through like my show or have a facade or whatever it may be, right? So I am so invested in this city to grow the sport and 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 you know just as a city as a whole that I cover the dynamo for free, I take time to do podcasting for free like me and the boys from dynamo theory like we all live (laughs) like now we're away from i mean rodrigo lives in dallas and he takes the time to kind of you know keep up with with soccer and he he is from houston but you know he tries to keep up you know uh rudy he has a full-time job he's starting like another career in in real estate so shout out to rudy go follow his stuff um and he has a family, he has a wife and kids too. And like, he has to make time as well to, to like sit down and, and record an hour and to edit the podcast and to promote it, you know, all the guys from Dynamo Theory, like all those articles that you guys see, you know, all these people have families, they have shit to do, the, the, we all have jobs. And, and we sit there and we're like, we write articles, we spend time like researching, we spend time talking to people and trying to get information. You know, from from like real information from like legit people that have real answers. You know, like we don't we don't like to work with rumors. Like that's what's one of the things that I love about Dynamo Theory. Like you know, we don't we don't kind of give in to the bullshit. We just kind of you know try to stay true to what is actually true. You know, like in real. Uh, so that's why we always make fun of like fake accounts or like not fake accounts, but you know, just like accounts that you know supposedly no shit right but it's funny it's funny um but yeah man you know just like the love of the game and then i also do vote league vote i don't know if you guys know but vote league is a grassroots league 11v11 men's league you know right now it's like amateur kind of getting trying to get into the semi-pro realm and you know and it's a platform that we are creating me Uh, Sebastian, who is the mastermind basically behind it, and Uzo, and then all the teams are around it, Christian Freire, um, that we are kind of like putting together, you know, we're trying to get together and, and literally build a platform for soccer players to hopefully get them like some tools that they need and get them, you know, give them time on the field, like a product on the pitch so they can maybe, you know, empower their careers are soccer players like some of them are are soccer players that you know came from college that maybe didn't make it are players that are looking to get into the pro realm and you know we're trying to provide for them a low cost you know as much low cost as we can to move forward and, and maybe create something with soccer in their life, you know, and, and it's so cool because, you know, you see the effort that we put into it and I know, you know, there's still a lot of flaws and, you know, we still don't do everything great, but like the passion behind it and, you know, and just to know that, I mean, I don't make any money out of it, you know, but I still take time away from my family to go over there to learn the names of like, hundreds of dudes that I've never met in my life so I can give them the experience of maybe having somebody yell out their name and call out a goal for them and make them feel special make them feel like you know it's like bro if you put your mind into it you put you know you work sweat and tears into this damn sport like this sport is going to give it back to you you know and and maybe in the, in the experiences in the pitch right now or maybe some someday in the future if you happen to, you know, follow your dreams and hopefully become successful with it, you know, you never know. Like, there's guys that are 18 years old which, you know, they're trying to get into, into the pro realm, you know, somewhat. And there's guys in their 20s and 30s that, you know, they're looking to, you know, be part of a competitive league in Houston. You know, they live here, they work here, but they're competitors, you know, at heart. And they want to do something great, you know, for themselves, and they want to be better. So they want to compete against other great people, and they come to Vote League. That, that's that's what we're building, right? And so, you know, I have a job, I have a family, I have, I do Vote League, I do Dynamo Theory, I do Cuatro Cuatro dos, and and the things that are happening this year for me is so great. Like, I want to give a huge shout out to Cesar Procel. I don't know. I don't know if you'll ever see this, but I know you guys might be, might be listening and you guys know who he is, but he does a show on do N, So it's like the Spanish radio station. It's the equivalent to ESPN, but in Spanish, um, and they do the dynamo, you know, they call it dynamo games and stuff like that. And, and he invited me to be on his radio show a, a couple of months back when the dynamo is still playing. And then one of those days he was like, Hey, come, come do a pre-show game. Uh, with us you know and i was like yes man i would love to like i've never been on the radio that was my first experience on the radio and i was so pumped and and he was like dude do you want to stay for the game and call the game with us and i was like bro this is my dream dog like my life right now like i want to live off of soccer like i want soccer to be my main job like as a commentator as a content creator whatever that, that may be right but just you know, have soccer, pay my bills, you know, like just anything related to soccer, right? And it and it's hard because, you know, it's it's not a popular sport in in in, in Texas. You know, Texas you know, football is king and then you have the Rockets, especially in Houston, you have the Rockets, the Texans, the Astros. I mean, it, it's sometimes a secondary, especially when the Dynamo are not doing great, right? So he called me in, he had me on the show on on the on the call of a Houston Dynamo game. So, there goes a dream fulfilled thanks 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 to Cesar like literally I was able to call a game. You know, I didn't do the play-by-play because there's a guy there, Daniel Mejía, and then Cesar does the commentary, like the color color analyst analyst, and then I was the third wheel there, but you know, they were they were including me into the show, into the thing. And I was super grateful. I loved every single minute of it. And I was actually able to do a second half of the, the next game in, in the post-game show on that one too. And, and it was amazing. And, and honestly, like one of my dreams, calling a game for one of the teams that I love, like it's, it's a dream come true. Like and it's, and it's great. And then to add to it, you know, earlier this year, I told myself in January, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just shoot my shots. I'm going to hit up everybody, you know, even the unreachables. And, you know, if, if I can get to them, if I can reach them, great. If I if I can't, then, you know, at least I tried, you know. So I reached out to Glenn Davis, as you may know, as you guys may know. He's literally, when you hear Glenn Davis, like you think of Houston soccer, like it's super it's synonyms, right? Synonymous with Houston soccer. And so I interviewed him in in January and I interviewed Glenn, uh, Eddie Robinson. They both do the play, you know, one of them does the play by play and the other one does the color analyst. He's the color analyst or color commentator, whatever. You know, you know what I mean? They work together and they call the Dynamo game. So I was like, you know, what better two guys to have to kick off the year than those two guys? And they were both grateful enough to come on 4-4-2 and you know, share their story, share knowledge and, and give me tips, you know, to kind of keep keep on keeping on, you know. And then, you know, Glenn would tell me, hey, you know, we'll have you guys on the show. And I was like, yeah, man, anytime, anytime. And, you know, I know he's busy and I always would joke around that, you know, he was ghosting me and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just, it's just part of life, right? But, you know, he invited me on and he invited me on to go into his show, uh, this this past week I don't know when This is probably gonna come out On Thursday Friday uh, But on Tuesday Of this week In November 2022 He invited me To go into a show And You know I He told me to bring it And bring in You know One of the, one of the Dynamo Theory guys so I, I called Rudy I was like Hey bro You know The co-host He lives here in Houston as well So I was like Hey bro Like you know Glenn called me Or yeah talk to Glenn on the phone And he wants us on the show And Rudy was kind of feeling down. Uh, he was getting kind of sick, trying to get over the sickness that he was feeling the whole week. Uh, but you know, he was like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." So he showed up, and man, we were on ESPN Radio. Like that just blows my mind because you know, when me as a soccer fan, as a sports fan, period. Like when when you think of like ESPN, when you think of do it, the N or like Univision. Like, these are giant brands that have, like, years and years, especially ESPN, dude. Like, ESPN is sports, you know what I mean? Like, that's just what it is. And, and I I mean, and I was on a show. Like, I've called Dan to the Glenn show a few times before, and it's cool kind of, you know, listening to yourself over the phone. But one thing is, like, being a caller, and then one thing is being a guest, right? I mean, the next, you know, it would be being a host on one of the shows, like having my show. Like imagine having cuatro cuatro dos on ESPN Radio. Like that's gonna blow my mind. But I mean, shit, I'm declaring it, bro. Like, I mean, th- th- that's the dream, right? Like you're living off of soccer. Like being the next Glenn Davis, you know. And and I know that you know. I don't mean it. I don't know if it sounds disrespectful, but like I mean it in the best way possible. Like I want a career like his, you know, when it comes to, like, soccer, uh, journalism, soccer, uh, journalism, to me, seems kind of, like, a weird, not a weird word, because when I think of journalism, I think of, like, writing, right? But journalism is not only that, but it's only, like, getting to know people and, and connecting, so I guess it does fit, right? But, and I have no journalism background whatsoever, like, I've I haven't I've taken one college class and it was English. <laughs> Funny enough, the first like English. I haven't been to college at all. I was a you know a regular student in high school. You know like my GPA was it's all right. Uh, but you know I I haven't done anything like school wise and and just like having the opportunity to work and doing like professional journalism in a way you know with Dynamo Theory like has changed my life you know i was able to go to games i was able to meet players i was able to i was able to talk to players interview players ask them questions about like life soccer like family either like talking to legit coaches like mls coaches head coaches and talk to them about tactics talk to them about you know the vision of game the vision of, of certain players and what they should do in the field the vision of of you know Block like a low block, a mid block, a high block, high pressure like this and that. You know, playing three in the back, playing five in the back, or which is almost the same thing. You know, playing a four four two, playing a four three three. Like w- you're talking to a guy that gets paid, uh some cases millions of dollars to think about that soccer, and then and then it's just you and your house when in the morning you had to go like me to H E B to work with fish. <laughs> And then in the afternoon, you're interviewing a head coach of a MLS, you know, team, a major league soccer team, like one of the major leagues in the world. I mean, let's be honest, MLS maybe is not, you know, competing now. But I think me, I think personally that some days will be. And it just blows my mind that, you know, my life in the last three years has changed a lot. And the way that, you know, obviously I have a full family now and I'm a full dad. But soccer slowly is becoming like the central thing in my life and I fucking love it, you know, because I have played soccer since I could walk. I wanted to be a soccer player my whole life, like since I was like three or four. I started playing competitive, like, when I say competitive, I'm not talking, like, FFPS. Like, I'm talking about only one team gets a trophy at the end of the year. Like, that's what I'm talking about. And and that's competitive soccer in Argentina at four years old. You know, you start at four years old, competitive soccer, you have to travel, you have to go to away games, where the fucking, it's hostile, like, like motherfuckers don't give a fuck if you are four years old and they'll tell you you suck <laughs> and there's a funny story i don't know where i told it but like i had my my uncle tell me i sucked on one game and and i cried and i was like bro like i'm fucking seven years old <laughs> like stop telling me i suck dude i was a very sensible kid like i was in my feelings when i was seven but you know like if people take in argentina people take their soccer serious. And, and I love soccer, like, to to me, it's it's not a religion, but, like, it borderlines religion, you know. And, and it's crazy because, you know, it's just a game. It's, it's just a bunch of dudes, you know, quote-unquote, just, you know, 22 dudes going, you know, running behind a ball. But it's so much more than that, like, the passion, the fucking love. And, and that's why I hate when people bring soccer down to a level of, like, stupid shit like this and that and like just talk ah oh, man i hate when people talk shit for no reason i hate when people are not loyal to their colors i hate people that tuck down their own colors like if you are a fan you're a fan you're a fan of the good times and you're a fan in the bad times you're a fan when you're suck when your team sucks you still support them and you still think they're going to win you still think you still want them to win i hate with my whole life People that say, Oh, I hope we lose. If you are a person that you hope your team loses, you are not a real fan. Period. And I and I don't care. I know people, oh, you're a fan. Like this. No, bro. Like this this culture of like everybody gets butthurt over everything. It's fucking annoying. So stop being a bitch about it and And don't be that girl that, yeah, don't be that little girl that, I hope my team loses because I want to see a coach, you know, get fired. It's like, bro, no, I want that motherfucker to get fired, but I want him to win every single game that is left in the league. And that's why, like, I hate when people don't support whoever is in front of them. I, I, I I could hate a coach, but I'm never going to say that I want my team to lose because I want that coach out. Never in my life. Never in my life. I hate players. I hate, like, it's not that I hate players. I don't hate players. I I dislike players. I disliked Quintero, for, for God's sake. Like, one of the best players that we had for, like, two years. Me, personally, I did not like him. Not the man. I, I liked the man. The dude, he was a very cool guy. But, like, the style of play... He, to me, I didn't like the way that he played. But every game he played, I prayed that he would score, assist, and have an amazing game. Because I wanted my team to win. And that meant that he had to play bad, like good. And and that meant that by him playing good, he was probably going to stay longer in my club. But I didn't want him in my club. You know what I mean? Like, It's such an octomoron, but yet I want my team to win. So I want my colors to be held high. Like... When I get, when I fall in love with a club, like, I'm going to go out loud. like, and, and I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to say anything bad about the club unless it's, like, with my people. Like, when you're with your people, you can say bad things, but you're not going to put it out there. You're never going to hate, you're never going to hear me say something bad, bad about Dynamo, Aston Villa now, who has, you know, I've become a fan of in the past two years. And the Dynamo, who I follow for uh, at least eight to eight to ten years now, but you know, full full like full force in the last three to four years. Um, So yeah, you're never gonna hear me talk bad about any of my teams ever, ever, ever. Like I'm gonna say, yeah, we suck, which is a true statement, but I'm never gonna say I hope they lose so somebody can get sacked. But But, I mean, that was a lot. I know I just went on a freaking rant. And I love episodes like this. And I apologize that you had to hear the whole damn Jersey shit in the front. I apologize, but it had to be done. I had to finish it to kind of close the chapter of my life. So maybe a lot of these uh, next episodes are are going to be like this. And we're probably going to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo being a bitch (laughs) in the next episode. But I just wanted to get shit out of my chest. And I wanted to say thank you to every single person that has supported You know me as a person, and me, you know, as a cuatro cuatro dos guy, because I know a lot of you guys know me as you know cuatro cuatro dos. I like I've met people that they're like, "Hey, cuatro," and I'm like, "Bro, I fucking love you, dude! Like, thank you for listening, thank you for watching, thank you for liking, thank you, like, thank you for just even know who who my show is or who what I do. You know, like I really appreciate that. So, if you are listening this far, thank you so much for staying. I, I'm sorry I got heated I'm sorry I got emotional Or whatever But I just want to say Thank you to Everybody that has given me The opportunity To go into their place Go into their show I mean From people inviting me To to go check out You know Their soccer facility To do a little Shitty video That 10 people Are going to watch To to Glenn Davis Having me on the show Cesar having me On his show Um what from dynamo theory bro fucking great opportunity to work there and like get to like get to meet people get to talk to people get to like interview people like you know like they say seven degrees of separation you know it's a thing which it's it's almost it's true like you're only like seven people away from people and like i have phone numbers in my phone that you like Wait, it was like why do I have this pe- like why do I have this person's phone and my phone number like they should be unattainable to me because I'm just like a regular dude but I have their phone number I have I've texted with them you know what I mean so it just it blows my mind that I've texted and I've talked to people that I've talked to you know just because I admire them and I respect them you know like that and and I have them in a high regard because of what they've done you know in their careers so you know shout out to everybody that you know helps me out with this like from from ruchan you know shout out to him you know he gave me a mic that he was like hey bro i don't use this and it's a good stuff and i'm not using it now but i i i actually use it for other things i use it for my vault league like you know in everything that you guys have done you know i know some people have donated money to the show i know some people that have given you know me on the patreon and that i don't even fucking do anymore and i'm sorry about that But you know like I'm trying to do great things I'm trying to put up soccer up high I'm trying to put up the city up high And just the fact that we have a world cup in Houston In four years Like that's just mind boggling And the dream is for me To work full time soccer By 2026 And you know I hope and pray that That is true But as of now We're going to keep doing this From this room This little studio space that we have But you know we're getting close to the one hour mark so I'm going to shut it down because I've, I can talk forever. But once again, thank you. Don't forget, follow the show at 442. And you can also follow me at Chris Putalias. And once again, thank you guys for coming along. 442, we are out. <laughs>